If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. On this episode of Barbecue and Tech, Flame Boss versus the Barbecue Guru. How do you keep your pit temperature right? I'm your host, Rod Simmons, joined by my partner, Karim, co-host, and the man who just likes to buy tech just for the sake of buying tech, Chris Ashley. If I don't buy the tech and use it for smoking food, who's going to do it? How are our fans going to know which one to get, which one not to get, and what to do with it? I was going to say, your problem isn't just with barbecue stuff. It is with literally every. So uh, we're going to take a quick aside. So Chris is doing a project where when back in the day when he first moved to the house, he had a um, like we all used to have a big screen TV, the kind of you had to roll in place, like in a big cabinet box uh, cabinet. uh, Yeah. So he built a faux wall. So it looked like a flush TV over the years. He went to a flat screen TV, but he never removed the faux wall. But I rebuilt the faux wall. (laughs) <laughs> so you know i took out oh you like, closed it in i closed the middle i didn't close it in all the way what i did was so i you know i made this i had this big 55 inch tv uh pioneer it was the hotness of the time uh, let's not talk about your historical stuff we get that, to the key awesome. point of so into so to take down a wall let's be very clear everybody to take down a wall that you put in place not a structural wall a fake wall he bought a sawzall? It was not structural. <laughs> it held nothing up. No, it didn't hold anything up, but it was two by fours and you know, it was it was nailed into the concrete. It was shot <laughs> I shot nails into the concrete to hold it in place. It was it was I, up. I need you to Google stru- structural wall. I get it. It's not it wasn't a load bearing, it wasn't you know, holding up, you know, cross beams in the house. I get it. But I'm but, just saying it wasn't like I took like some uh, uh some God. dividers and threw them in, <laughs> threw them in a line. I was like, there we go. Here's our wall. No, I literally, I, you know, f- I framed it out. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And it looked, it, it honestly was there for so long that I forgot that you had a faux wall there until and, you were like, I'm going to tear this down because I want the extra three feet of space back or two feet of space, whatever it was. Yeah. But the funny thing is in order to do this project, He's at least a thousand dollars into tools. And that's, if you live that life, cause you're probably, there's at least somebody sitting here saying, yep, that's me too. Whenever I start a project and I, I will agree a hundred percent. 
every project goes a lot faster when you have the right tool. Cause we were laying, dry, we were putting up drywall or we were having to put in the lights, like the circle thing that you have for cutting, putting the lights in. Oh my gosh. The project was like, <laughs> how many times you try to cut a circle so you can put a light in? It's like, oh, it's a little off. You're trying to trim it and you're like, you take the drills like, deep, deep, done. And it's the circle. No perfect. dust, nothing ah, to clean up. It was it's great. You know, it was awesome. But, but uh, we, it, we apply that level of, I'm willing to piss away really good money. To, to make everything it, he does. Do and, the job right. Yeah. Do the yeah. job right. Do the so, job right. So you've been a flame boss user for a, a long time. And yeah. there was nothing that you didn't like about it. I love it. Tell us the backstory of, of where you started. Cause I know it, I know it all got started with the show that I think got everybody really loving barbecue even more is bar- barbecue pitmasters sees at least season one and season two. We're off the chains. I don't really watch it anymore, but yeah. So let's, let's, let's take a tiny half step sideways and make sure people understand. So this episode, um, I've used the flame boss barbecue controller extensively for years. I've had my eye on the barbecue guru uh, temperature controller for years, and I actually bought one and started using it. And so now I have an opinion as to which one I like better and why. And I'm going to share that with you guys in case you're wondering which controller you should get. Now, with that said, let me just drop out, as we love to do on this show, three tips for folks considering getting a temperature controller. Tip number one, you don't need a controller. (laughs) <laughs> I just want to make that absolutely clear. You do not need a controller. And in fact, uh, we've said this many times on the show. If you are new to your smoker, do not use a controller. Learn your smoker. That's tip number one. Okay. Cause they are expensive. Tip number two, make sure you understand what you're getting because you can get a temperature controller, which will help you control the temperature of the smoker or you can get a remote thermometer, okay, which just allows you to remotely monitor the temperature of the food you're cooking, okay? Now, some controllers do both. And um, the Flame Boss does it, the, and both the, the Barbecue Guru does it as well, um, where you can plug probes into the food and probes into uh, a probe for the smoker itself. So just make sure you understand what you're looking at you know, whether it's a remote thermometer or a remote controller. Okay. Tip number three. If you are budget conscious, consider just getting the controller and then get you a separate probe. This does two things. One, it removes the single. Wait, say that again. So consider, consider if you're budget conscious, consider getting a controller first. That just does control the temperature, right? And then later on, you can get a remote thermometer. What this does is, A, cuts the price down because the the more foods that the controller can can monitor, the more expensive it becomes. B, remember, if you say, I'm just going to get a controller that can do three or four meats, that becomes your single point of failure. That thing goes... Everything throws is thrown off, right? Because you controls of your temperature controller for the smokers off. You're not remotely monitoring your foods, and so you know I actually like the idea of having two separate devices, two separate technologies, one for the food, one for the smoker. So those are my three tips this week. I like that. Okay, so with that said, now let's talk about how I came down this path in the first place. So for me, didn't even know these type of things existed. 
uh, until I started, like you said, I started watching Barbecue Pitmasters. And I noticed a lot of these guys, whether they had the egg, um, some of these folks had the gravity smokers. Many of them were using the Barbecue Guru temperature controller. And they would set these things up. They would run their wires. Some of them actually had holes drilled in their smoker just for the wire probe. And then, you know, they would seal off that hole. Um, I have no intention of doing that to my smoker. But uh, some of the smokers, you can ask them to do that. And they'll put a like, little gasket in there to keep the temperature if you're having one built. What these controllers do is they have a fan that connects to the intake of the of where the air comes in on the smoker. And then it has a probe that sits inside the smoker. So if the smoker is too cold, it spins up the fan, which puts more air on the charcoal, which heats up the smoker. Too warm, it stops spinning and it lets the control the 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 temperature of the smoker drop until it gets back to wherever temperature it needs. Now, a little bonus tip here is for if you're using a controller, you want your top uh airflow valve to be as close to closed as possible. Why? Because you want really the fan to control the temperature. And if it's too open, you're going to get more airflow, even airflow that's not being created by the fan. And it becomes harder to keep the temperature where you want it to be. Right. So if you keep that thing almost closed, it, you know, when the fan stops spinning, it's that closed enough where the temperature will actually come down. And that's what you want. Okay. And it's something I had to learn over time. Um, yeah, and you'll each smoker is different, but I would just say just barely have it open and then you can figure out if that's enough or you need to do a little bit more. But the ultimate goal is that you want it closed enough so that when the, when the, when the fan detects or when the controller detects the temperature needs to come down and it stops spinning, that the temperature actually comes down. Okay. So watching barbecue guru, seeing all these guys using this tool, I was like, I got to get me one of those. And I looked at the price and I was like, holy cow, this thing is expensive. <laughs> That's a, you know, a couple hundred dollars, you know, like, like 300, 350. And so I was like, all right, not now. But then once I decided I really wanted to get one, I started looking at the barbecue guru again. And then we had a, I have a buddy that actually has uh, a, 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 a barbecue store. It's all called Yard and Pool. Doesn't, you know, he's a good friend. And uh, he's always been uh, good to us. You know, we don't take any money. We don't have any kind of contract with the dude. He's just a good dude. And uh, so I went to his shop because I like, you know, he's local to me. So I tried to go see if, uh, you know, if he had one. And he actually had one called Flame Boss. And I had never heard of the Flame Boss, but I looked at it and he says, yeah, we've been selling a lot of these and people tend to like them. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get one. And they had all these different models, but the one that I got was the big boy. It was like a same price, like $350. It had a temperature probe for the smoker, but it also could control or monitor up to four different meats. And so I got that thing, hooked it up and was like, wow, this is awesome. Because I set the temperature, it brings it to that temp and it holds it at that temp. And that is, you know, how I got into this. So I just ended up going with Flame Boss out of sheer luck, but really enjoyed the product that I got. So I've had that for a few years. And just another thing to point out, uh, if you have a uh, pellet smoker, you don't need a controller, right? Because the pellet smoker has is built in. Yeah, this is more like, 
you're doing something, a big boy smoker like you have or an egg or something to that effect. It, uh, I'll say, you know, when I was watching Pitmasters, it, it, what was, I'm trying to think of when we were watching Pitmasters is that when we were using that kettle? Cause I, I can only harken back to the days of using the kettle smokers, which again, for people I who use we kettle smokers, egg at that point, we might a have been lot up of to them the egg had at that point. We're using them with the eggs. I, I, there's nothing wrong with a kettle smoker, but my goodness gracious, was it a lot of work. And when you're, when you are used to a very thin piece of metal and fighting to keep temperature, like constantly adding wood, constantly adding this, constantly doing that. And you realize like, I could just put this thing on and the temperature would function like an oven. It's just consistent. Like even with the egg, you can get consistency, but what one person will, anybody with an egg will tell you, there's nothing worse than when you're sitting upstairs in your room and you have that, that, that thing that's just monitoring temperature of your pit and you're like laying in your bed and it's like your pit is at 400 degrees and it's only supposed to be at 250. And you're like, you, and then you hear the wind howling outside. You're like, gosh darn it. That little gap that you left at the top was perfectly fine when the air stayed constant. But as soon as that started whipping and it started just thrusting air through the lower intake, through the yes. top, it just heats up. So being able to shut those things down and have the controller take over is great. And again, I, I'll never forget where they used to tease. Was it, who was, who was it that they were teasing on the show that, that were using the, uh, because they're like, Oh, your oven. Da, 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 da. It's just yeah. like cheating. And it's like, no, I can focus on my cook and not focus on the meaningless exactly thing of right. maintaining a temperature. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I like, yeah, I, I do like the aspects of, you know, working your fire and working your pit and all that stuff. But it, you know, after years and years, it gets old. You know what I mean? It's like, I've done this stuff now, so I'm okay using things. And the other thing is every time I wanted to smoke a brisket overnight or smoke a pulled pork overnight, and I was doing it a lot, especially when I was tailgating, I didn't sleep well. And I didn't like being exhausted at the game because I was constantly, you know, checking the temp. So I would, oftentimes I would just sleep downstairs uh, so I could just be close enough to the smoker. And once I started getting these controllers and I could just say, okay, I can go to bed. If I wake up like in a panic, I can look at my phone, like, up oh, temperature's right where it needs to be. Food is right on point. Go back. I sleep like a baby with the, with those controllers, man. So it, uh, it definitely changes the dynamics of the smoke, uh, throughout. There was one point in time where we used to cook everything by a campfire and I don't judge anybody who uses a stove in an oven. So. Use use your temperature controller. Do your thing. And it it is after I think once you when you learn your smoker, you learn how much it needs, where it needs to be open, how long how long your coal or your fuel will last at a certain thing. That's great. But then when you go to the net where you're like, I, I can run to the store for two hours or an hour and a half to grab what I need. I can go watch my kid play a sports game and then get back here and know that this thing is going to be rock solid, man. I can do other things. You know yeah. what I mean? I can woodwork. I can make a cutting board. I can I can do all these other things. Run out. Oh, I need more wood. or All these other things are available to me now because, you know, this, this thing is really helping out and I can remote monitor. And oftentimes, you know, you ever try to facetime your wife to to see what how how open the 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 mask is on the top so you can then uh tell her to tap it tap tap and then you know your tap is different than everybody else's tap you know what i mean so yeah I was, but i've i've been down this road you know what i mean i was like no no tap a little bit more tap a little bit more okay no no too much too much to open it you know what i mean so trying to you know teach her 
how to. I don't want to do this. Just use the camera. <laughs> Can't you just come home? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <clears throat> so, all right. So let's get into this a little bit. So in recent times, I was like, okay, I've had my flame boss. And I started running into, I just had it so long. It started getting beat up. The, the wire uh, for it was, uh, I had already uh, accidentally burned it once. So I had to cut it and reattach it and tape it back together. Uh, the fan has these two uh, screws in it that has, because it has a back plate, right? So that the air is not pulling from one side and going out the other. The air is being pulling from one side and then being forced or directed through the tube that's going into your smoker. So um, the screws came out. So I always found myself uh, sticking, you know, like screws in there. And I easily could have went and got a new bolt and bolted it down. But I was like, ah, I don't feel like it. Um, the other thing, was uh you know i had dropped it a few times so it was a little bit dented because it was made out of metal so yes yeah, so i started you know it was still working but it just wasn't in its you know pristine condition like when i first got it so i was like you know what it's time for me to mess around with the barbecue guru and i ordered the uh their top one the ultra q and so the difference really in these uh devices uh tends to be how many pieces how many different meats it could control what type of uh communication it has and that's pretty much where the price so the more devices the more foods it could control the more connections that it has the price starts to climb right so but ultimately all all these different ones they they really just control the temperature so i got one came in the box and i immediately opened it up i was like whoa this thing is absolutely gorgeous i really like even though you know it's a, like a hard plastic housing on it it has lights the backlighting on the the screen where it's, uh, the numbers are massive so while i'm working out in my gym i can just peek out the window and see the numbers on the screen a uh, really cool concept uh there and then it um it has a big ring light that goes around the outside of it um so you know, if it's blue, it's it's reaching temperature. Um, if it's red and pulsing, it's uh the fan is going. Uh, so it just it's just color code. So you can just I, and I'm I'm a big fan, especially when it comes to tech, of glance and go. That's a concept that Microsoft came out with when when they started doing the live tiles. And I know the live tiles were controversial for people, but for me, the idea of glance and go really resonated with somebody like me. I want to look, take in a bunch of information. And then keep doing what I'm doing. And I love that. And they, they really were kind of set up for that with, with this thing. And then, of course, it has an app that goes with it. Free app. You download it. Um, you configure your DigiQ. You can register with their website. You know, so you can monitor your cooks online as well. Um, so it had pretty much the same things. You know, Flame Boss, same, you know, pretty much the same thing. When you get it, you download the app. You know, you 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 plug it in. You you. You set it up, you put both, you know, both devices you put on your Wi-Fi through the app. The difference with the structure of the Flame Boss is they use kind of that old school, almost like calculator style screen. You just, you're not seeing that from across the room, right? You're just seeing like the, you know, pretty much the yellowish green light <laughs> and that's it. Now you walk up on it. Yeah, of course, you can see all the details and all the data you need to see. But that, I always disliked uh, that. Now, I have the Flame Boss 300, and currently they're up to Flame Boss 500. 
Now, the 500 is pretty much what the 300 was, but it's in a new body, which is more of that plastic body, um, which is kind of like what the flame boss is. So the 500, the 500 they have now upgraded, uh, housing much, much better to me than what I have, but cause mine is like a completely metal housing. Um, and yeah, just wasn't a, a huge fan of that structure. Now, with that said, you know, both devices do a great job at holding temperature. You set the temperature, it'll take the device up to that temperature. Um, one other thing I should point out before I uh, go a little further is that the fan on the DigiQ, I love their fan. It's like, it's like this big chubby bulkiness. So if you drop it, I think it's going to hold up pretty well, but it has a rubber gasket on the end of it. So when you plug it into your intake tube, it actually, uh, holds in there really well and just creates, you know, potentially blocks any other backflow. So when you're, when that thing is sending air, it's sending air. No, no room for error on that. Really like that design on that thing. The flame boss fan was uh, just, just metal housing with the fan on it. And it kind of just, you know, you just put it, stuck it in the hole and that was it. That was the end of it. So, um, much better design to me on the, on the barbecue guru as far as the housing aesthetics than the flame boss. So let's, now, yeah, go ahead. Just a curious question. Cause part of what I hear is that your flame boss developed some, I'll call it character. And you decided to do a transition. You got, you got, you got swept up in the pretty look, bigger, you know, bigger screen, glanceability of a newer device and made that transition. If right now flame boss had a model that was home kit enabled. With a small, non-glanceable screen. I just want to know if you switch back. Just because I know that I know I don't think any of them have like HomeKit or Alexa or Google Assistant integration. If one of them had that, would that be a game changer where you could just say, hey, S lady, what's the temperature of my pit? Hey, S lady, what's the temperature of probe one, probe two, probe three? That wouldn't cause it would be an awesome feature. But I can't say it would be a game changer for me. Like okay. it would All be right. cool. I mean, I, and you know, I've my You're house a huge is HomeKit person is HomeKit up. You know what I mean? From turning lights on and off to setting up the room for my podcast. You know, Apple TVs. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty big into automated tech, so it would be a very helpful thing. But it wouldn't say, let me switch to one or the other. Okay, it I'm would just, just thinking be like, man, could you say, hey, you know, hey, S lady, it would be green, awesome. That would be the temperature right pit five degrees up. Absolutely awesome, because some of these things work remotely too, right? Some of these commands work while, while you're away. Yeah, so that part is really cool. So, uh, so now let's talk about the apps for each device. Okay, I'm just gonna say heads and tail, flame boss is significantly better from their application and its use than what DigiQ did. It's just, I just have to say it that way. So some examples. First off, you can, you know, both devices, both apps support multiple devices. So if you had multiple smokers, you can control them all. But the information that I, you know, the, the it seems they both have, aspects of their application where it goes in and say, here's the temperature, here's my threshold where I want you to start alarming. Um, definitely both detect when 
Um, the doors open, which is huge, right? Because you don't want the fan constantly blowing when you're opening the door. So it should detect like, okay, that's a massive temperature swing. The door is probably open. So don't let me just shut off for a second. Give this you know person time to barbecue whatever or do whatever they're doing with the meat because you don't want that thing because what will happen is it'll start spinning up the fan. The coals will start to heat up even more. And when you shut it, it's going to overshoot the temp. So I do love that both of them, both apps detect when your door when the door is open but flame boss went the extra mile and what they said was not only are we going to give you all these controls for your smoker but we're going to give you all of these this additional information for your food and this is when i'm like whoa for example I can see when, you know, all the different probes, I can see the temperatures, I can watch, I can monitor their cook. So, you know, it has a little graph that shows you when the temperature went up. Um, it, uh, I, I love the fact that when I look at the flame boss, I can see, you know, the big drops in temperatures. Cause then I'm like, that's when I open the door. That's when I open the door. Okay. Flame boss also has a notification service connected to them. So not only does the app notify you when it detects a temperature swing, but you get a text message when the temperature swing occurs. Love that. You know, I can go back and look at my previous cooks and look at every detail and replay the cook and just kind of watch the the details and when it went up, when it went down and, you know, how long it took to do all these different things. Love, love those aspects of the app, you know, and but barbecue guru is just missing that. They don't have that. They don't have that level of information that you're going to get on the flame boss app. And it's a shame because, uh, you know, like I said, they did great, did a great job with the aesthetics of the device, but, uh, yeah, the, the app information is definitely lacking. Now, both of them support Bluetooth connectivity. Both of them support Wi-Fi connectivity. And this is where the barbecue guru completely failed me. So Bluetooth connection, flawless. Getting information, checking the temperature, updating the firmware on the device, flawless. But the Wi-Fi is just not very good right now. I don't know what it is about the Wi-Fi on the Barbecue Guru, but it keeps dropping. And when it drops, it, it just never reconnects. I actually had to reset the device and then reset it up to Wi-Fi. And it worked for the whole cook. But the very next time I went to use it, dropped again and would not get on the Wi-Fi. And that was a bummer to me. And to be fair, you have the uh, the meter probes mm-hmm. that are inside the smoker mm-hmm. connecting to the same Wi-Fi network. Yeah. Uh, well, technically, they connect to the hub and the hub connects to the Wi-Fi network. But it's within proximity They're of where all any the other range. device is yep. connecting to the same access point. Which is really on the other side of a glass door, right? And it's and like it can't connect. maybe forty feet, yeah, from the from my Wi-Fi. So it there's no there's no reason why this should be happening. This is definitely an app thing. I don't. You think did reach out to them about this, didn't you? And that's another thing. So let me tell a story. So when I first got my Flame Boss, uh, one of the things that always impressed me is that they had updates, uh, firmware updates for it, uh, pretty frequently at the time, and so. One of the firmware updates bricked my flame boss. Like it just wouldn't work. <laughs> and you know, that happened. So I don't hold it against them. But when I call their support, I got a guy on the phone. He was actually remotely trying to update my flame boss. And then once they, he determined 
that, okay, there's something like some wrong on the inside. He was like, listen, I'm going to send you out a new one. And just when that box comes, take the old one, stick it in the box, send it back. And I got my new one. And that's what I have today. Haven't had an issue since. I reached out to barbecue guru and was like, Hey, you know, just want to talk to somebody. I still haven't heard back. <laughs> Nothing. And that really bummed me out because I'm like, man, I paid a lot of money for this thing and I'm having a real issue with it. And it's this is just not working from it from the Wi-Fi standpoint. That really bums me out. I think everybody feels the same way. Like when you get it's when you get good customer service, you may not uh, tell the company, oh, my God, you guys did such an amazing job. It's just you become a you just become a lifelong advocate and customer for that brand other than you just switching because you saw a bigger screen. Um, but when you, when you don't get good customer service, it's just like when you're getting ready to go buy something in the future, it's just like, a, eh, you know, you remember that experience. I mean, we all have, you, we all have a car. Where we're like never buying from that, that dealer again, or never buying that brand again, just because of a very bad experience that you had with the brand. And yep. I, I, I think it's sad. Like when you, and again, it could be a genuine mistake when someone when you don't get a call back, but at the end of the day, I didn't get a call back and my problem didn't get solved. Right. Well, you saw the other day, right? I, you know, we talked about the the truck that I'm getting. Yeah. And one one of the aspects of the truck is to get a charger flow device. I think is what it's properly called. You know what I mean? Because the charger is actually on the vehicle. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and I called the company. Ford has a company they're going with, and they're saying this is our main vendor. Uh, I reached out. You know, they sent me a link. I tried to schedule a, a, a an a appointment. I and the, that their website wasn't working. I couldn't schedule an appointment. And I called them directly and I said, "Hey, you guys are supposed to be this. I'm trying to get an appointment scheduled." And they're like, "Oh, we'll pass your information and somebody will get back to you." Well, that was weeks ago, and I reached out to another company. Not only did they get back to me immediately, uh, I even asked for help providing detailed information of what the install would be like because I'm the first in the neighborhood uh, as far as having a parking space that needs one of these installed. And so it's going to require a little bit extra work to get the homeowners to approve. And they're like, no problem. Give us a week. We'll write it up detail oriented. Then they were like, hey, send us a picture of your house. We'll draw on the picture exactly what we're doing, where we're doing it. Provided me all the information, submitted it, got approved. So yesterday, Rod and I are driving around. I get this phone call and they're like, hey, you know, we finally got the website fixed and uh, we're reaching out to you to get the install done. And we want to. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I already got this settled. You guys had your opportunity weeks ago. You never got back to me. I had to go with another company. And the, the lady, unfortunately, was just taken aback. That was not what she expected to hear. But it's just like, you know, customer service goes a long way. So. It really does. So, I know yeah. for me, it, yeah, it really does. But go ahead. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, the app heads head over heels significantly better okay. on on the Flame Boss. And, you know, that leads into my biggest issue with the with the Barbecue Guru is that Wi-Fi piece. Um, both of them seem to be within. I've had them both hooked up with their probes. Both of the temperatures seem to be within, like, two degrees of each other. So, they both seem to be fine on that front. I really like the extra mile that Flame Boss goes. Like I said, giving you the alert notifications when the temperature is changing, um, wh- when it's not. I-, I really like that. And so to me, 
if I was to go and recommend uh, one of these devices, I would have to give it to Flame Boss over the Barbecue Guru. Now, this is something that I'm perfectly willing to revisit. Sorry, you said you'd have to give it to Flame Boss over, over the, the Barbecue okay, Guru. I, it was very muddled there. No, I want it. Wasn't be, a really, oh, well, let's yeah, make okay. sure it's clear. If somebody asked me which device I should get, I would tell you go with Flame Boss over the Barbecue Guru. Um, the other thing is like when you log into the website, it's just like all the same controls that you get on the Flame Boss app are is on the website. Um, all the same information is there. So and I like that because sometimes you know you have to grab your phone, you have to open the phone, you have to open the app. I don't mind what if I'm sitting in my office gaming while I got some food on, I can just put the website up on the screen and then just watch the cook from there and uh, send out commands from there as well. Uh, so really cool. The web, the barbecue guru does have the website there, but it's not as detailed. It's not, it's not as full, fully functioned as the uh, flame boss one. So again, it's, it, you know, great device design, poor application design. Right. And honestly, it, the fame boss, it, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of the design of the flame boss, but their application functionality to me is stellar. <laughs> so it's like they're like opposites. Like you combine the two, you'd have the ultimate device. And there's some other devices out there that I want to check out and mess around with. But these are the two big boys of the companies. Now, what I did was because I was in a quandary, right? I have, I'm a big fan of the meter. So ever since I got one, uh, the meter is strictly does what it does, right? It really just does the food and that's it. Now it does give you the ambient temperature around the food, which is super helpful, but it doesn't have any control over that. And so there is a cheaper flame boss device called the flame boss 400. That you sh- that definitely people who have a meter should consider, right? And what's the difference? The 400 has no screen. Like this thing is simply a smoker controller. It does have a probe, but that doesn't mean because a lot of times, even though it comes with one probe, um, you can get a splitter that splits the probe and it detects that there's two probes hooked into it. I don't even use that though, right? I don't need the screen. I don't need anything else, right? Because it the housing for the fan also has a housing for the tech in the uh, 400. So you have a little uh, device that uh, a little dome that kind of goes around your uh, smoker uh, if you have like a kind of kettle style. So, you know, if you ever notice like you have on your smoker, what they do is they have a little bolt that goes through this little bowl. Think of it as a bowl, like a dog bowl, if you will, that has a hole in it. And then you, you screw that into that hole and then you just leave it open. And so that thing completely covers the hole for the kettle. Then the fan just kind of hooks into the middle of it. And then that's how they get the temperature on the kettle ones. Really okay. simple install. Yeah. For mine, it actually has an adapter that screws into the uh, pipe that lead that the air intake. And then that, then the fan just hooks into that. So when I say hooks, it kind of has like a lip on the end of it that you dip down and then the lip kind of hooks on the inside of it. And then the rest of it just fall, it falls flat and it's completely much better design on this fan than on the previous, on the 300 fan that I have. So I'm really happy with that. Then it has just has the wire, three wires, one for power, one for the food and one for the, for the probe. I don't need the food one because I have my meters. 
So this thing is like a hundred, you know, a hundred dollars cheaper. So it's two hundred and fifty dollars. So it might, it might be a super viable option for folks looking to go this route. Yeah, it hooks into the same app. So when I open my app, I actually have the four hundred in there and the three hundred in there, and I can pick and choose which one. And they have different kinds, right? They have ones that are specific for a device, or you get one that's universal. I just got the universal one, simple, and then because you know my my smoker's not listed. Um, but the universal adapter kit worked perfectly fine for me. All right. I know that, I mean, I say when, I mean, I got, it was called DigiQ at the time when I got mine and it was, it was during the time of barbecue pitmasters, and I had, it was probably one of the originals they had. Yeah. They still have the DigiQ too. It's a smaller and device. Yeah. It, it worked great for my smoker. Um, but what I didn't like is when it rained, it was, I was trying to put like Tupperware containers over and under to get it out of water. And it was just like, eh. and for me, that was a challenge. I know you have a good overhead covering, but um, I'm assuming the newer devices are, I'll call them weatherproof. Cause I know before, I don't know if you remember the early episodes of barbecue Pitmaster when they were, when it, it, there was one particular episode when he was using them and, um, it was raining and you know, he's essentially having like one, uh, one is acting like an umbrella over top of it to get water from going over it, and another where it's sitting on a Tupperware container so that it doesn't sit in water and then hovering over. It. And I, I felt that that's what I found myself doing is trying to baby and protect this device when you once because once you get used to using it, and this is why I think it feeds back to your key point, learn how to use your pit. Cause if you have a situation where you're like, I, I got a big smoke tomorrow and this isn't working or I got a big smoke tomorrow and it is a torrential downpour. Those like sometimes if those devices aren't good for full weatherproof, you have to go back to the tried and true method, which is about how far open do I need this to maintain the speed? The, how much water is this really hitting? That's just trying to cool down that. So I got to open up this a little bit more without hoping that water is going to come through and hit on my food. How much do I have to open up this lower grate so I can feed a little bit more oxygen and, and air into it to keep temperature. So it, you have to know how, I think I, I shouldn't say it's a rite of passage, but it, it, you're going to have, it's no different than when you, uh, when your probes go out on your, like your, your wire probes go out and you're like, ah, oh, they don't work. And if you can't figure out how to do temps or touching and feeling or slapping the meat and seeing it jiggle and say, I know it's close to done, you're in a world of hurt. And yeah, I, that's why I think once I, I stopped you, I might even still have the parts somewhere around here, but I don't, I haven't used it in years. I, I just, I know how far my egg needs to be open for cooking, for smoking a salmon, for doing prime rib and all that good stuff. Yeah. And I, sh- a couple, you know, things I should add. The DigiQ or the Barbecue Guru, uh, their fan is a 10 CFM uh, fan uh, for most things. And then they do have a much more powerful 25 CFM fan. Um, but, you know, in most cases, you you probably be fine with the 10. I think the 25 is for like the bigger fireboxes that exist. And they think it's just quiet, too. That's the other thing. Yeah, they are relatively they're loud. Yeah, they're both relatively uh, quiet, which is a pretty cool feature. Now, I will say this. There is a an advantage to having um, your food probe, you have your controller ha- have a food probe in. And that's where if you're like, 
okay, once you reach this temperature, bring the temperature down to, you know, 200 degrees to kind of keep it warm. That that capability does exist on the Flame Boss. I'm not 100% that it exists. Yeah, but how it. good does that really, really work? I mean, because let's be fair. If you're cooking your brisket at, what do you cook, roughly 275 for a brisket? Uh, and depends, and yeah. you say when it hits when it hits 200, bring the temperature down to 200 just to maintain so it doesn't cook anymore. Mm-hmm. Your smoker maintains temperature well. How long does it really take you to drop 75 degrees to assume so, that your so here's what I would overrun? do right? yeah. I would I wouldn't wait to say get to <laughs> 200 right I would say once you hit 195, bring the temperature down. Yeah, you know I mean, or if I well, sorry, if you, if the meat hits one ninety five, bring the temperature down to two hundred, right? Because in that time frame when it's coming down, it, sh- it, it should hit temp. It should hit temp, right? And then so you don't have to wait, and I wouldn't wait to the last second. Uh, you know what I mean? To I mean, yeah, I'm just temp. thinking my egg like it holds temperature well, and I know yours is probably even better. Like I just the amount of I mean, again, it's just something else you'd have to learn is. How quickly can you ramp down temperatures, which will be very different in the winter and the summer? And I mean, yours is like an inch thick of steel. Okay, so, so I, imagine this aspect, right? Yeah, you got you got a brisket and some pulled pork on the smoker, right? Yep. And you you got your remote thermometer on there, and you got it. Yep. And then you're at a baseball game, mm-hmm. and the baseball game runs over. Your food hits temp. It is gonna suck to live miss the last innings. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that's a lot of money on that smoker right there, boy. There'll be another game another day. Or I'm calling somebody, a neighbor, somebody like Or you have it set to bring the temperature down. <laughs> and so it says, okay, it's reached this temp. I'm gonna bring the temperature down. And you don't destroy, you know, the hundreds Yo, I, of dollars you have on the smoker. Yes. I I I could say there's a use case. I just I know with your smoker, I would imagine it would maintain to get it to say if I use shut it off at two seventy five, it would probably take an hour plus for it to come down. Yeah, that's probably something I, I need to kind of you'd have to evaluate. play around with that. Yeah, to see how long it takes to drop from temp. I, I and that, yeah, that, that's the information is probably there on one of my previous cooks too. Yeah. No, because I normally turn the controller off when it when of it course you do because you don't need it anymore. <laughs> like I say, it's just, it's one of those things that you just re- really have to play around with to try to figure out how to do it. And and to me, it's just easier to pick up the phone and call somebody and say, "Take this off," or be like, "I gotta go. I gotta get home. I gotta dip." Y'all played yeah. well. Well, holla. I've I've been with uh, you've been over my house where you're like, "I gotta go. My food's almost done." And you're rolling <laughs> out. It's great conversation we're having, Rod. I oh, thought you were just about to it, give me the winning lottery numbers, but I got to roll. Yeah, you hold on to numbers. Got to dip. Oh, we've just discovered the meaning of life. All right, I gotta go. <laughs> just hold that thought. I gotta go. Let me know when I get back. All right. So did you uh, did you have any picks you wanted to do today, or do you want to hold off on that because you gave three fantastic tips to get people? Because honestly, I think. You're probably not going to go wrong with any controller, but if you want the so, better of the two, I think you said Flame Boss without a doubt. Yeah, and I would say for folks looking at the Barbecue Guru and you're not planning on being out and about and, you know, Bluetooth is fine. Oh, the Barbecue Guru, if you, if you like the aesthetics of it, 
Um, but if you're really into like controlling all aspects of the cook and understanding all aspects of the cook, I would say right now the Flame Boss app is just that much better. And okay. that alone is probably the route to go. And then so now it's just which one do I, which Flame Boss do I get? Which device do I get? And if you're like super into it and you, you have, you want to do all the one and have all these different meats that are being controlled. Yeah. Go with the 500, you know, but if you're like, you know what, I, I really want to get into these meters, you know, so I don't need all of that. Definitely check out the 400. And if they also just have a Wi-Fi thermometer, right? So if you're just like, all right, you know, I don't need any of that other stuff. I just want to remotely monitor my food. They have a $69. It's actually on sale right now. Wow. $69 for the, for their Wi-Fi thermometer. Wow. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> wow. I didn't, didn't expect it. I was just poking around on our website, uh, while we were doing this. Yeah. $69. Yeah. So, uh, I, I like to say, um, I, for me, I probably wouldn't go back, but if I were to, just based on what you said, if I were to buy a device, it'll absolutely be a favorite plane boss. The, Data alone sounds like a game changer. I just, I, I do wish some of these would come with some level of smart integration for like HomeKit or Google Assistant. Cause I, I will say that would be, yeah, that would, that's a, that's a difference maker to me. Yeah. That would definitely, uh, step the game up. I mean, cause again, your glanceability is cause you want to see what the temperature is, but that works for you for where you work out at and where your smoker is. But for 90% of the people, they put their smoker, it might be off their deck and they're in their family room. So they could get up to go look, but it would just be as easy to say, A word, what's the temperature outside? Or what's the temperature of my smoker? And for it to come back. And so you're like, all right, yeah, it's it's been constant at 300 for a little while or 275 or 250. I'm good. Or to tell it to increase the temperature or lower the temperature or whatever you might want to do. Or what's the temperature of probe one, two, or two? Because I, I do, there's some value out of having your probes that are kind of tied in there. I, but I do like, I, I really like what meter does. And, um, yeah, I think, I think the statistics you like that you get out of meter are very similar to statistics you get out of flame ball. So cool, man. Yeah, man. So this was a fun episode because I had been. Talking so about are you this going back? Are you are you reverting back? Are you like done? I ordered. Food? I have the. I own the four hundred. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I I own the four hundred. So. Oh, I didn't realize that you fully made the switch. I missed that when you said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have the flame. I actually have all three devices. I have the three hundred. I have the four hundred, and I have the barbecue guru. And right now, my active device is the flame boss, the uh, four hundred which is the fan pretty much like the fan only with the device, you know, with the controls, no, no screen, no nothing. Yeah. Everything is on my phone. Uh, so yeah, that is my main device right now. I've used it already twice. Phenomenal. Hooked right okay. in to the app, immediately got on the Wi-Fi. never lost connection, got the, you know, the, the update, took the update. Well, that was it. And I was off to the races, much simpler setup. Yeah. One probe, one power cord. That's it. Away we go. Because the other ones, right, you have a fan that's separate from the controller, and then you have that wire that goes from the fan to the controller. So it's just another thing. And that's how I actually accidentally burned the wire, right? I It's sitting next to the charcoal. And I closed, I wasn't paying attention when I closed the, uh, the door for the charcoal because I was adding more wood. And it got yep. closed right in on top of it and just burned the wire. You know, so it caught the, the door, caught the corner of it and it just melted immediately. So I was like, Ugh. 
So yeah. So now the fact that this just has a probe and a power cord coming off of it. Right. Problem solved. Cool. Yeah, man. So that was a fun episode, but uh, some long overdue because I've been actively testing both of these devices. And uh, man, until the next episode, fans, oh my God, the interactions are growing. The support is growing. The fan base is growing. So please, we love you. Please keep tweeting out the show and dragging other people in to listen to our foolishness. You know, we're just two guys trying to, who have been doing barbecue for a long time, but, you know, want to expand the conversation and invite more people to the fire. So, uh, so we all can learn together. Uh, so we're enjoying all the tips we're getting from our fans and all the interactions. So let's, let's keep that rolling. All right, man. Until, uh, till next time. Talk to you later, man. We out. Peace. Peace. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.